Hey everybody, it's time for an episode of Couch Stories! This is the uh, episode where we talk about sharing stories about uh, what's going on in your lives, what's happening in Chicago, and t tonight you've got the four main members of the Cha 60 crew. We got me, your illustrious host, Justin Njewa, and then we have Ron Russell. What's up, Ron what's Russell? Going on? Oh my god, you always sound like a psycho killer. I never get it. I never do. I just <laughs> Sounds like something very good happened in your life. And and it has. We'll talk about it in just a second. Uh we also have Quiet Stormin Norman. What's up, Quiet Stormin Norman? Hey everyone. <laughs> so quiet. So quiet. And and the man of all the peoples, like Colin Firth from the King's Speech, it's Joe Nilo. What's up, Joe Nilo? Yellow Joe. Joe Yellow. Joe and Green. Yes, today you I've look very yellow. You're you're green with envy or sick with yellow fever. We're not entirely certain <laughs> which one it is. But it's one of those two things. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on Couch Stories, we talk and share stories about what happens to us in our Chicago lives or what has happened to us in our past life. And you get to learn a little bit more about the people who run the Chicago City Podcast and our wonderfully esteemed guests. We do not have any esteemed guests at the moment because I don't know if you've been living under a rock or maybe you're dead, but <laughs> there's this thing going around called COVID-19 coronavirus, so we're all sheltered in place. We are sheltered in the places. <laughs> and right now we're all in our apartments placed in shelters. <laughs> and, and if we go outside, Lori Lightfoot's going to find us and put us pretty in jail. Much. So um, that pretty much means uh, we have to do this uh, the way we're doing it. But we hope you enjoy our stories. Tonight's topic for Couch Stories is high school stories. High school drama, man. Hey, are you, were you a jock? Were you a nerd? Were you were you were you a pretty chick? Hey, which one were you? Well, none of us were the pretty chick, unless, I guess. Anyway, gentlemen, I'm excited to hear your stories. Uh, I have a couple of good ones. Uh, we're, we're gonna start. We're gonna throw it out to Ron Russell first. But before we let Ron tell his story, Ron, you also. Well, first we have one amazing yes. update. That is a group update, which I'll talk about here in a second. And then Ron has a personal update. So, the big update is that. The, the Chicago 60 was recognized by Do 312, 312, the area code of Chicago, our favorite city, as being one of the best and top podcasts in the city of Chicago, our favorite Midwestern town that starts with a C and ends with an O and has Hikag in the middle of it, Chicago. Gentlemen, uh, how happy are you about this? Because I'm I've been thrilled. Happy all day. I, but I just want to go outside and hug people, but I can't because of coronavirus. I think this was expected. Oh, <laughs> Joe's, Damn, Joe. Joe said it was expected. Wow. And to that, gentlemen, collective cheers to you. For I this. forgot to grab a beer, so I'm um, thumbs up. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, uh, we are very ecstatic that our podcast was ranked yes. among the best. Uh, you can go check that out. It's all over our social media, or you can go to do312.com. And do a search bar, look for podcasts, and we will show up. So we're super excited about it. And this is our new segment. So let's kick it off. Let's throw it over to Ron. Ron, give us your special announcement, and then tell us your first story. Right, uh, special announcement. Very proud to announce I have the opportunity of training at the School of Steppenwolf this summer. So that is 
very very exciting um yeah yeah if if it happens you know what i'm saying due to corona and covid you know um it might get pushed back or delayed but it's still either way i'm just excited that i got a chance to uh i have a chance to be up in that building and work with those individuals so i'm looking forward to it thanks guys another cheers another cheers to you that is fantastic thank you thank you now hey ron all oh sorry i was gonna say ron The only thing you don't want, even if it's Steppenwolf in the fall, that's perfectly fine. It's just Steppenwolf in the winter. That's the one you don't want. Everything else is fucking good. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think theater in the winter period is like, and I had to do that last one going, trekking through the snow, getting Mm -hmm. to practice, rehearsal rather. But uh, yeah, no, you're right about that. All right. This is true. And now tell us your story, man. All All right. High school stories. All right. So. Those of you all, I mean, people tune in, you know, a lot of people know I went to uh, Mount Carmel. Uh, it's an all-boy prep school, you know, so all, all boys. boys. Oh, boy. All guys. No, no, no dames. No dames. Just dudes. And um, freshman year, uh, at this point, so it was beginning of the year, so I was running, uh, it was cross country. It was still in season. So the freshman locker, I was a freshman. Freshman lockers were on the third, on the third level. And the athletic lockers were like in the lower level. And my first room class was like literally right across from my locker. Like you, you, you can't even like hook this up even better. I can like see it from my desk and shit. And um, I'm about to walk in, you know, put my stuff in my locker. And one of my guys popped up and, uh, and, and it's my boy Pierre. And he's a cool ass dude and everything. So he's like, yo, Ron, hey. You mind if I uh, put my stuff in your locker? Because all the freshmen had to go up to the third floor. And we also had, you know, up upstairs, you know, going up and then down, going down. And they did not play games with that. You had to abide by the rules because all these rules in place. So, of course, freshmen going up to down and vice versa, you get just ridiculed. You fuck around and get stole on. You get a book smacked out of your hand. So it's just bogus. So basically he was running. He was trying to get to class on time, but he would have been late if he went all the way up on the third floor. So he's like, yo, can I put my shit in your locker? And I'm like, yeah, there ain't no problem, man. So he take his coat off and shit, put his shit in there. And I'm just looking. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, are you serious, dude? And he's like, what? I said, alright, dog. Cool. He's like, for real, you think he'll notice? And I was like, dude, that's a pajama shirt, dog. So we didn't wear Catholic, you know, it's an like all-boy Catholic prep school. We didn't wear uniforms. We had to dress like a business casual or some preppy shit, like a button-down or a polo, some khakis or dress pants or something. So this fool, <laughs> this fool up here got on the old-school pajama tops with the three buttons and like the three clear buttons and shit like your dad would wear. So he's literally rocking like a, like a powder blue joint. With some like uh, kind of like peach or tan khaki, so I'm literally standing there like, yeah, you a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> He's like, you did he go notice? I said, nah, you all good, dog. I said, I'm about to go to class. Just just, just close my locker for me when you, when, when you get done. So I sit down and I'm telling one of the other guys. So he looking, they looking at us like, dude, you a fucking idiot, dude. So he like, what were you? Like, dude, it was laundry day. And I'm like, dude, I right, man. I said, yo ass, if you make it to lunch, you a good one. So literally. We sitting in class, the teacher just kept looking back and I'm like, what is up with your shirt? Like, what kind of shirt is that? And he was like, just kind of like shrink down the seat. So the teacher didn't call him out or nothing. He's like, I'm going to let you try to survive, but you know your classmates go roast your ass. This is how the teachers talk to us too. So he get to the next class. With about 15 minutes into the class, 
the dean get on and he's like, well, the freshman with the pajama shirt, come to the dean's office now. <laughs> and our dean was scary as hell, man. <laughs> Don Sebastian, like this dude was scared. Dude, and then the minute, the minute he said that, you can just hear like a pin drop in the hallway and then everybody laugh. You can hear the whole school was like laughing at the same time. So, yeah. That's the Pajama shirt at school. I love it. Nice. Nice. That's quite good. Not bad. That's quite good. I had one of those shirts, too. I did, too. That's why I called him <laughs> yeah. out on it. I was like, yeah. I know you are not trying to what, get away with this what, what's shit. Your, what's your man doing uh, these days? Oh, actually, you know what's funny? He got a he got a t shirt company and shit. So he actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's funny, I just saw one of his posts on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram today and I like that shit. It's some dope shit too. So yeah. Does oh, yeah. he have any pajama shirts? I know. I'm, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna remind his ass about that. I'm like, yo, you need to go ahead and get that yeah, that should. pajama shirt line. Yeah, he needs to do it. Let us know. I'll buy oh, shit. one. I'll wear one. I'll wear one on here. Especially oh, now. That's funny. Uh, well, I have I have another one since you're talking about freshman year. Uh, mine is also from going into freshman year. So I I had uh, for those of you who well the, all of you guys should know that I was I'm pretty uh, pretty big soccer fan oh, yeah. or as soccer fans like to say football a football a football is a ball with your foot. <laughs> Sorry. So uh so I was a big soccer person. Still am a big soccer person. But uh going from middle school to high school, one of the first things was you had to do like this uh, summer club season or whatever. And so they just pretty much put I think it was like all the freshmen sophomore played, then they had like a, a you know, just like you would a JV team and a, a senior team. But basically, it's just it's kind of like what other soccer uh, clubs do around the world, where you kind of have like your pre- it, the, the summer is really like a preseason, like like in you know American football. In the summer, all the big clubs still play games, but they go all around the world. You know, like all the uh, teams go to like Asia or to play, or like in the Middle East, so they or the United States, so that they can you know um, see their fan bases in those those areas. Um, we don't have any fan bases. It was high school, but same premise. It's like a preseason. Hey man, Bennett had some fan base. That's right. Joe, Joe and I, Joe oh, and I had. Oh, but uh, when I was in there, the varsity won state. So that's true. That's right. That's right. When Joe was there, Joe and I both went to Bennett four years apart. <clears throat> so that so the legacy of the of the state uh, champions were there, and the one of the coaches was actually the dad of the two kids who basically ran the school and won the championship, the Aguilar brothers. Did you know the Aguilar brothers, Joe? Well, I, yeah, I knew, I knew of them. I didn't know them personally. Yeah, you know yeah. of them, but you didn't know them personally. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Joe's like, they were not cool enough to hang out with me. <laughs> but anyway, so these guys are, those two, two brothers were reason, are the reason that Bennett won. So he still had like this stigma. Okay. So, um, I, we're playing a game and you got the, the coaches there or whatever. And um, I go in for uh, a tackle. Uh, so I'll put the put the wine down. So there's a ball in the middle, and there's a a guy who's obviously much bigger than me, and who's probably like a junior or some shit. And then me, and we both go in and like swing our feet to go for the ball. 
Well, he had a lot more force than me. And if we all know uh, the force equation, I think force equals mass times acceleration. So F equals MA. That's right. You learned something on our shows, people. So then his F equaled way more MA than my ma. Okay. My ma was not as big as his ma. And um, <laughs> so my foot, when it hit the ball, went <coughs> like this. And I thought I had fucking broken something. So you can imagine that uh, I was I was a bit in pain. I was right this and this is like one of my biggest injuries I've ha ever had. I I I yeah, oh it oh, oh it did. And I screamed like a ninny. A ninny. It was uh it was the most pussillanous moment of my life. Wait, Justin, so y'all both hit the ball at the same time? At the same time. Ooh, yes. Fuck. Yeah, yes. I know that hurt. God damn. Yes, I can tell you it hurt quite greatly. Yes, it did. <laughs> So, so I'm on, I'm on the ground, like, like, dude, screaming, like my coach had to come off onto the field and like carry me off, off the field. And like, I'm like in tears, I'm like freaking out all of this stuff. I'm like, Oh my God. I like, literally I had to go to the hospital, but before we went to the hospital, they take me over. So we're playing on a field that has like a, also has like a baseball diamond, uh, thing at the time. And there's like a bench behind it. So they put me on the bench behind it, and I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> you know, I'm only 13 at the time. It's my first major injury, okay? But it's still, it was a bit, it was a bitch move, bitch move. But um, so I'm I'm sitting there, or whatever, and then <laughs> the coach comes over and he's like, oh, it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine, and all this stuff. I'm like I think it's broken, man. It's broken. <laughs> Crying like a bitch, okay? And then another person comes over and they're trying to go, oh, it's good. It's so bad, man. I'm gonna, I broke my ankle. And they're like, oh, it could just be a sprain or whatever. And I'm like, no, I broke it, man. I can tell. Blah. Okay. Like a bitch. Now, there was another person who was uh, in attendance of this game. Let's call her a female who I was very into at the time. Let's call her a female. <laughs> yes, let's call her a female. <laughs> hey man, not, I don't know. It might not. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what she what she is now. But I, back then, she's a female, and she was happened to be a, a female. It's very fair to say. Thank you. I haven't talked to her. I don't know. She could be. I don't know now. Who knows? But uh, she happened to, one, be uh, British. Two, I found her to be very attractive, and I was very much into her, and I had met her in, like, some orientation and shit. So And, like, through the soccer, her uh, she was really connected to the soccer team. So I was, like, super into her. And as soon as she came over, I was, like, stone cold. I completely saw like, oh, it's gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. This is, it's not a big deal, you know. I'm gonna, it'd be great. Now, this, this chick had literally just seen me scream like a bitch the whole time, cause she saw me get carried off, and I'm like, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. She's like, oh, are you, are you sure? Cause you seem like you were in a lot of pain. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm totally fine. She's like, okay. As soon as she left, and another person came back, I cried like a bitch once again, a hundred percent. It was only it was only for that one moment. <laughs> it was all an act. It was all an act. I was it was so in pain. Turns out I, I had a very severe sprain in my ankle. It was not broken, and then I felt like That's even more. Right. Pain. Like, so more what pain. was wrong? Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. So I know that hurt, so, man. Oh, it hurt, but it also wasn't broken. So I just had never had any more pain in my life. So, so I hate yeah. to do this, but does that mean the game was literally football? Yes. It, well, yeah, because that's, yeah.
that's why the rest of the world calls it football. Well, I mean, because you both broke your feet off of the stupid ball. <laughs> also that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you, did you wish your foot was actually broken? Because you just knew it was broken at that point when it was like, oh, no, you just got a severely high ankle sprain. I had... Uh, I, You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I couldn't move it. I but had the severity. Taken. Yeah, I mean, I had. I mean, I had only sprained both of my ankles. That was, those are the worst injuries I've ever had in my life. So I, I'm very fortunate about that. But this was so bad compared to the other time I sprained it when I was a little younger that I had no idea what it was. I had no idea. I literally thought I it, it was broken. It was that much pain. So. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. Uh, but then when I found out it wasn't broken, I was like, Ugh, kind of a bitch move. And also, I'm never going to get with that girl. Now, if I had more game when I was younger, I possibly could have been like, yeah, well, I could think of a few ways you could heal me up right now. But I did. I didn't. I didn't. I don't need that. these fucking ankles. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't need these ankles. Just ankles overrated. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. You know yeah, what? So I didn't. Anyway. I didn't. I didn't want to be the best soccer player anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, you could heal me. I bet you could heal me. I don't need a doctor. Just give me a hug. <laughs> yeah. No. No, not <laughs> There you go. Joe, do you have any other good Bennett stories? Oh, man. He's like, I don't want to say. Yeah, you know, I got so many. I, <laughs> I wanted to tell something a little bit different, though. Um, all, right. all right. I'll give you. Can I give you two? I'll give you one quick one, uh, just related to yours about about impressing the females. This is actually more from my senior year, but um, we I did the cross country and we used to run around uh, to sometimes. In I love how it's I did the, the cross country. It's not I did cross country. It's who are, where are we at? The the Ohio State University. Yeah. Where are we? He made it seem like it is one of things. He's just like you know what? I'm gonna do cross country today. He that also was, says I, I, the I, Facebook still. I, I'm gonna do it for the whole season. I'm I just going like he just up to that yeah. day. I only did it once a year like this. Yeah. But but we used to uh, we would when, sometimes the coach would just be like just go run and we would run out to the woods in this uh, somewhere uh, away f- that was like our secret like hiding place and we just kind of chill and like hang out and we would just stop and just chill and there was like this. Key- little like stream like river like through this woods and there was like a, a swinging like rope hanging above the river and people you could is there jump a case in, like, of beer in this uh in this hangout uh, place possibly i mean we didn't i mean we're cross-country <laughs> runners like we didn't like really we we wouldn't go that far but we would just kind of just just yeah. chill out right but so one day towards the end of the year like uh um the girls went and ran with us and this is like the first because the guys and girls always separated but it was like a big deal. Like so, the girls are, are yeah, running I with see us. Where this is going. And uh, so we go to the wo- now. I, I wish I wish it was going where you think it's going. It's not. Anyway, we just get to the woods, and there's this like rope thing that you like swing on, and you can like swing the other side or whatever. But the rope's always in the middle of this river, and uh, so I was f- like feeling like, oh, I, I'm pretty tough, cause and also showing off, you know, how tough you are in the wintertime. We're out running with like just t-shirts and shorts. You know, there's like snow on the ground everywhere and stuff. But t-shirts and shorts, like whatever, I'm fine. You know, right? So, so we get to this place, and I'm just, like, so cool. Like, I'm going to go get this, uh, this rope over the river. So I just run and just full-on just jump over the river to, like, grab the, the thing to, like, swing on. And now normally this would be fine, but being as it is cold, <laughs> your muscles, like, don't work the same. So I go to grab this rope, you know, and, uh, and, and my hands don't squeeze. So, 
So I grabbed the rope, but it I didn't I didn't actually grab it, and I just fall straight into this river. <laughs> this is of course oh my god, like all these women were like just showing them their cool place. <laughs> God damn, that's a, gives, gives a whole you know new defi- definition to the word that's struggle. Montana. Oh, <laughs> no, but I, okay, so I was I was gonna tell uh, talk a, a little bit uh, about baseball though. It's it's outside of high school, but the same time period. And I, w- I wanted to get this story just because. Hold on, today, hold on. Take around, go. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm yeah. a bounce. Yo, Joe, I love your stories, dude. Okay. <laughs> you got you literally got me crying as usual, man. Uh, that's good, I guess. No, that's a good thing. That's a really, really, really good thing. Because when I laugh, oh, really hard, I cry. So that's 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 the that's always good. Boys, I love y'all. I'm a holla back. All right. See you later, Ron Russell. Thank you for joining this session of Couch Stories. Ron has another important call he's got to get to tonight with his uh, aforementioned Steppenwolf folks. So we will continue the episode. Uh, with Quiet Storm and Norman, Joe and myself, and uh, Joe has another story for us. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, I, I just um, today today is uh, April thirteenth, and uh, this is the seventh, Thank you. the seventh anniversary of the death of my father. He died on oh. April thirteenth, uh, seven years ago. So I just wanted to tell a quick story of uh, uh, good memory with him, and I'll I'll prelude with it. See, he he had cancer for like five years battled cancer for five years it's a long time uh and during the chemo treatments um which of course is very difficult and and all well i don't remember if this was a chemo or during the um like some of the scans or whatever yeah and then scans you have to be perfectly still for like three hours as they do these like magnetic scans of your body or whatever but but i my mom would always ask him what do you think about like because you're just sitting there still for so long and it's very difficult and She'd be like, what are you thinking about? And he would say, I was thinking about baseball, and specifically the time uh, that he, as my coach, I played in, in high school for uh, a city league, Park District League, and with my brother. And my brother and I were on the same team, and my dad was the coach. In our junior year, we won the city championship. And so that that was pretty awesome, and that's what my dad would say. And my mom would be upset, like, what, it's not like our wedding anniversary or like the – it's not our wedding or like the day your kids are born. No, you're thinking about baseball, but that's what he was thinking about. And so, but yeah, that this was a, th- a thing that we, um, the, the city teams, uh, they were the same team that you would get for four years. When, when you were in high school, starting like freshman year of high school, at the same time you would be drafted to a team. Like there were actually, the coaches would see you try out and they would actually draft you like, uh, like a, pro type thing and you would be on the same team for your four years ages 14 well, you, you were covered since your dad was a coach well yeah so my dad became there, there was a spot he had coached me when i was younger and there was a spot that had opened up like a, a team you know the, the father all the, the all the coaches were essentially fathers of kids but one you know had finished and there was a team open so my dad was just lucky enough and he wanted to do it so he became a coach of the team so naturally i was drafted to that and then two years later my brother joined but it was pretty cool, like being around the same people. So for all four years, you get to really know them. And then just out of coincidence, they happened to draft uh, a guy that I was friends with in preschool. We were friends since we were like four years old, like literally four years old, and then went to different schools. Kind of had drifted apart by high school, but then we ended up being on the same baseball team and became, you know, friends again. Uh, so th- this was just a really, just cool thing that uh, we went through. And our junior year, 
we were good enough that we end up not quite the best team that year, but in the playoffs we did well enough to uh, um, upseat to uh, to defeat some of the better teams, and we ended up winning the city championship. And uh, and that was again the first year my brother was on the team, so that was that was really awesome. But the thing is, despite that being such a great memory um, and event, the moment that I remember most of my father and with baseball was actually in the midst of a very disappointing thing, which was our senior year we lost in uh, in the playoffs. We were actually the best team in the whole league that year, and we got upset uh, and lost in the playoffs. And it was a very sad moment. But in the midst of this this down moment was actually the the most exciting moment for me personally and my relationship with my father. And this was because uh, I, I played left field. I was also the leadoff hitter, and, and uh, I would I'd get on base. I got on base really well, and then I would steal, like, nobody's business. I could run around the bases like no problem. All right, Trump, settle down. But uh, I also played left field, and I was a mediocre left fielder. <laughs> So I was huge. I was the best. I was I the, did best, the best. I was type the best stealing. I stole the best bases. I was the best leadoff hitter in the league. Like there's no question about this. Nobody was better than me at leadoff batting. I was batting. a mediocre. I was, I was the a best. mediocre fielder. Uh, and oh, of okay. course, now he's trying to be less Trump. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but you know, all this time when we're not playing on the teams, like you grow up, uh, we we had a very stereotypical relationship of like you know going out into the park and playing catch. Me and my dad playing catch together and uh and he'd hit balls to me as i try to go field them and and i got to hear all the stories from him he was a star player when he was a kid and and played outfield uh but this one move he had he always tried to get me to do this one move which was you know i i could catch pretty well i was pretty fast but he, he said but the cool thing was if you can watch the ball and and turn around and actually take your eye off the ball and just which you're never taught of course as a kid you're always taught keep your eye on the ball always keep your eye on the ball but he would say no don't that's good but what's even better is if you can take your eye off it and still know where the ball is going to go and just run and you run to the spot because you can run faster you know with your head down so run to the spot turn around and see it because like it's one thing like it's kind of like the you know star wars like luke's training to be to be blind with the blindfold on like you're good if you can catch it with you know while you watch it but if you can catch it like without watching it then you're really good so <laughs> So he would be uh, he would be training me in this way, but it's it's not so easy to do. I mean, one, it's a really hard move to do, and and two, it's like it has to be in the right spot because most balls, if you can catch them, they're easy to catch. Or if you have to run, you can run and like you can run and still catch it while still looking at it. Or it's too far away where you can't get it at all. So getting in the just hitting the ball into the right spot where you can actually do this is very difficult, and that the. the the few times that we managed to do it just in practice, uh, it you know we w we were never able to do it. I, I was never able to get the move, but he would always tell me about it. And whenever we would out playing catch, he would try to make me do it at some point. Well, anyway, so at, in this game, which ended up being the very last game of my baseball career, and it was a game where we all expected to win, and we were just we were playing very poorly as the whole team. We were playing very very poorly. And we had some tough breaks on top of it. We were losing this game. At, at, by the end, we were losing by quite a lot. And it just, the mo we had no momentum. Nothing was happening. And uh, the other team was on a big rally. They already had a huge lead, but they had a lot of runners on base. And, you know, there's two outs. And they hit a real hard ball to me in left field. And it's I immediately see this ball is straight over my head. Like, I got no chance at it. 
So I just turn around and just start running. And I, I just, just turn and run. And I'm running. And at some point while I'm running, in my, somewhere in my brain, my, my dad will always say, your brain is the computer. He's like, let the computer do the work. Somewhere I'm running, I'm like, shoot, the ball's right, this ball's going to be right around here. And I just stop. I turn around, and I'm looking. And you're supposed to like, you know, look up for where the ball is. I didn't have a chance to look for it. Like, I turn around, and I see, and I'm about to get hit in the face. Like, this is a ball right <laughs> in my face, and I'm just pure, <laughs> pure reflex, just throwing my glove up, and I caught it. It was the out, the third out. It's the end of the inning. We're running. The rest of the team is still, like, very somber because we're still losing by quite a lot, and it's the very end of the game. And we're just, you know, we're just running and jogging. But I was ecstatic. I'm like, holy cow. Like, I just did this move that we've been practicing for years and never able to even get in practice, and I just did it in the actual game. And I look up, and I'm just even wondering, like, did my dad even see it? And I look down at the field, and he is literally, while everyone else has, like, got their heads down and said, my dad was actually running out onto the field, like, with his arms up in the air, like, screaming like like he had just won the championship. And we run up and hug and embrace. And, like, you know, he was so happy, and I was so happy. And, you know, while everyone else, nobody else had any idea what was happening. And someone someone out there was, like, I remember hearing somebody, like, comment that like it looked like i just got spun around in like a spin cycle or something like i just did like a 360 and they, and they thought i was just like really confused because i guess that's what it looked like to everyone else but we knew like i was like shit like we got this this play so that i, I always remember that that moment of just like catching it feeling like the excitement of of all this work that we'd put in and i can't believe like even i had the opportunity to do it because it's just so rare that the ball's in that right moment and then to look over and, and see my dad literally running out of the fields, you know, waiting to hug me, and we ran in. It was it was a really cool thing, and and yeah, this is a, this is my last baseball game ever. So that was that was just a really. I cool just moment. imagine an entire team full of kids just looking like, do they know they are losing? And then your team just like, what the fuck is going on? Do they know? The, do they know we're losing? And you guys just in the middle of the field, I did it, Dad. And he's like, yeah, son, you did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, that is the greatest Disney movie I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is, in a weird, in a weird, twisted way. <laughs> it's like we accomplished the thing ourselves, but the team lost. <laughs> Fuck the team! <laughs> like the whole movie is just about the team trying to make the championship, hey, but at the end, it's, it's just about... really about the dad and the son accomplishing something. That's what. Psych! That's real life, man. It's like it's about doing your it, best. It's always about doing. Uh, it your sounds best. like a. It sounds like a movie Billy Bob Thornton would be in. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, beat that, Norm. <laughs> there was so much got, set up to that seven story. Minutes. Like, okay, there was so much set up to that story. So I, um, uh, I want to talk about my freshman year in high school uh, and my first fight that I ever saw. It's on the first day of school. And Norm, were you we as big as you are now? About, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, no, no. See, it's the thing. I wasn't fighting. I was seeing a fight. It's the oh, first yeah. fight I've ever seen in See? high school. Kids are smart. Yeah, yeah. And so and uh, we get to I my, my uh, favorite uh, my favorite class, which is lunch. And we are... <laughs> nice. um, I knew this place was awesome. I knew high school was going to be cool when uh, I look over it and there is a Chick-fil-A kiosk. And so I'm like, yeah. that's where I'm going to go. That's where you're going to see me. I'm going to be there first. So we get out at lunch and I see this long line because it's, it's a school in South Carolina. The Chick-fil-A is, is home. And so 
I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not going to wait in this long line. And they had, they had literally a counter just to like say, hey, we're almost out of chicken sandwiches. Hey, two more until we're out of chicken sandwiches. So I'm like, well, fuck, there's not going to be no way because everyone will stand in the line just in case someone's poor enough to like, oh, I don't have enough money for my sandwich. Like, get the fuck out of the line then. So I sit near the kiosk and I see this one girl cut in front of the other one. So that just broke shit down. And so I proceeded to watch this girl take the other girl's face and use uh, and then smash it and hurt this pole. Because, I mean, she was just beating her face in this metal I love how she, that was... she hurt the pole. Yeah, she hurt the pole. Um, <laughs> the pole had feelings. Smashing her face into this pole because, I mean, she cut in front of the chicken sandwich line. Who the hell is you? And so I see this going on and I'm like, holy shit, this is high school. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a little bit worried about this. But then I look over and I notice everyone has dispersed. The fighting has started and the teachers are coming out and they're trying to break it up. And there are two sandwiches left and no one's in the chicken line. So I'm sitting right next to the chicken sandwiches. I might as well just slip the dude 10 bucks and say, hey, pass me two chicken sandwiches, which he did because he was like, I'm not getting hit for this. And he hands me the last two chicken sandwiches. So then I turn around and when everything is done and dispersed and everyone figures out what's going on and people reorder in line, he's like, hey, we're out of chicken sandwiches. And I'm like, who the fuck bought the last chicken sandwiches? And as I'm sitting there, I don't know who did that. That's fucking assholes. And that was my first day. And I'll, I'll never forget that was the first fight. Poor girl got into the chicken line again. But I always knew, like, that was that moment where I was like, this, oh. this place is going to be kind of fun. That's <laughs> 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 no, <it's> my story. <laughs> oh, when, my God. When, when they make, when they make the when movie, they make version, the movie uh, version, uh, Norm, uh, Norm is going, is going to, to have started, have started the, fight. the fight. Just yeah, in order to get the sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you see she just cut in front of you in line? What? Who? What? Just start swinging. Oh man. There's only, there's only two chicken sandwiches left. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> wow, that is wonderful stuff. Norm, thank you for that wonderful, wonderful story. Oh my goodness. Well, gentlemen, that uh, that about does it for this episode of Couch Stories. Uh, great stories from from everybody. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it who are listening to this on either iTunes or Spotify. And hey, if you are, well, hot damn, we're one of the best podcasts in Chicago. So why not leave us a subscribe and leave us a review if you like this? Maybe, maybe a tweet or a post. too. A tweet, a post. Yeah, anything. Just let us know if you enjoyed it. But ideally, uh, subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a review. Tell us your own story. And let us know. Yeah, tell us one of your own stories and let us know about your high school stories. Maybe you'll get a mention on the next show. We'd love to see that. If you're listening or watching to this on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. Because when you do, that means you're going to get all of our new content, which means new comedy videos every Thursday and Saturday. Hey, so you don't want to miss out on our comedy videos and much, much more content coming there. Uh, also, you can go to our Instagram, Chicago underscore 60, Chicago underscore 60 with the numbers. You can go there and all other social media platforms where you might listen to Apple 
uh, iTunes or anything like that. So please go support us. And that's going to do it for this episode of Couch Stories. I want to thank uh, Ron Russell, who was on earlier. I want to thank Quiet Storm and Norman for your wonderful stories. I want to thank Joe and Nilo. And Joe, before we end the show, let's just give a quick, uh, let's just give a quick cheers to your dad real quick on the anniversary. I wanted to do this earlier, but cheers to your dad, man. That was a really cool story. Thanks for sharing that with everybody, and cheers to him. May he rest in peace. And with that, stay tuned while we have another episode come out next week. So we'll see you then. Be released every Tuesday uh, while we're stuck in shelter in place with coronavirus. So every Tuesday, a new episode of Couch Stories until we're able to go back for a regular broadcasting of the podcast, which is rated one of the best in Chicago. So until then, see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.